Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. This is Sleeper Kid yet again. Obviously, I'm the fucking host, and uh, today I'm here with two uh, virtual guests. Uh, well, not vir- I guess remote connect guests. Uh, people um, who are going to be staying safe and uh, not being in the room with me uh, due to the COVID. Um, we have as my co-host uh, Slim, or Hello, I guess we can, do we want, do you want me to call you Slim or it doesn't? I, I think everybody knows who being a supermarket is. Okay. Uh, at least that name. I don't know if everybody knows who Slim is. Well, for those of you guys who don't know who Slim is, uh, he runs a website that does uh, uh, video reviews for wrestling and KO fetish videos um, and, uh, and also has been very instrumental in uh, helping me out with my stuff, uh, website, or, sorry, website design and, and photo editing. And you, you do tons of different shit, so I got to give you props for all that. You, you kept me alive. Shit for you. <laughs> you, yes, yeah. um, and uh, of course, you're one of my closest pals, and it's always good to have you on the show. So, welcome. Thank you, sir. And um, all the way from where? Uh, I forgot where you're from. Uh, currently, West Virginia, but I'm hoping within a year I can get back to Florida. <laughs> all right. Well, today's a very special episode. Uh, one of the previous episodes, we had uh, our buddy Dan on, who was talking about um, his experiences becoming. A, a fetishist, a, a kink guy when it came to pro wrestling uh, and also knockouts and stuff. Uh, but he's about my same age. He's about 42, 43. Um, whereas you are part of our young generation that's getting into this stuff. So uh, you're, we're going to just call you DJ. So DJ, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's, hey, I'm, it's literally a dream come true, honestly. Like ever since I was like, oh gosh, how long have I wanted to do this? <sighs> I would say maybe 16 I've wanted to do this. And I'm like, oh my goodness. How old are you now? What? Uh, 19, I'll be 20, July 11th, a few weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was always imagining one day I'm going to be on this podcast and God damn it, here I am on the podcast. Oh man. That's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's really cool to, to, yeah, it, it's to hear awesome. that you're, you're, uh, you're excited about it. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I do this to keep my sanity because it's, it's really fun to talk to people who are into the same stuff. Um, oh yeah. yeah. And uh, especially with the models, it's great to hear their stories, but um, it's mm-hmm. always great to hear other fans take on, on the kink and stuff. Uh, the one we did with slim was fantastic. We did uh, one with you so and Kalo Bay. Uh, yeah. Back in the day. Great. So podcast. if you guys want to go back it, and say, listen to that. One. You say back in the day, it feels like it wasn't that long ago, but it is like a year now, isn't it? Was it a year, year and change? Almost, I'd say at least. It's been some time, actually. It's always, it's, 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 um, I guess you could call it like it's, it's BC. It's like before COVID. Yeah, it really, <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> During the before times. Back in my day, we used mm-hmm. to have meetings Before in the dark times, before that. Uh, yeah, back, back <laughs> when you can still go to Walmart and not die. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so we're going to do, um, we're just going to kind of uh, discuss uh, what your journey has been in the world of, of female combat. And uh, because uh, to, to summarize for me, I'm definitely more of the first generation, although the real first generation are people like uh, Rick from Femme, from Femme Wrestling Rooms, where we had a discussion with him and, and he was, if you want to see that or hear that podcast, it's one of our earlier ones. And uh, he was producer from Arizona and he did, an amazing podcast, you know, kind of going back to 
seeing female wrestling like it, you know in circus tents and shit like that like he just he was part of the original old school where he saw yeah. like you know he had to buy like magazines you know secretly buy magazines dedicated to female combat just to get a taste of it um and uh there was no way to really get it on video because he was into it pre-vhs um so when the internet hit it was big for him and for me uh definitely you know if you listen to the previous podcast, I uh, I talked about how I would have to like you know kind of go into a convenience store, look at the back of wrestling magazines just to see the advertisements for female wrestling videos, and I had no idea that that shit even existed. Uh, and then a friend of mine had a computer, so I kind of logged in while he was sleeping and, and did a search, and it was like holy shit! Like, uh, and long story short, I ended up creating the website because as much stuff that was out there when I was younger, there really wasn't the stuff that I wanted to see. And so when I created the site, it was an attempt to create a site for people who kind of like to see what I did, you know, which is female wrestling, but with more of a dramatic flair, more artistic, um, definitely more knockout heavy, um, and then exploring other fetishes within female combat. Uh, so my first question for DJ is, uh, what, uh, what was the first inkling of, or, you know, the root of your, your kink. What, what was the first time you saw a, a match or something on TV where you were like, or in real life, you could have seen somebody fighting in high school or something be like, oh shit, this is hot. What, what, uh, what did it for you? Well, actually, um, it was around 2006. And when you're younger, cause I was like, well, I was six at the time. I'm, I'm a two thousands baby. So, uh, when you're little, you don't necessarily realize that it's like, like Dan said, you don't really necessarily know what it is. Um, but I started watching around 2005, 2006 during the whole rated RKO era, the whole DX John Cena, you know, versus edge era. And, um, I remember the very first match that really turned me on. Uh, well, I guess, I guess it was the, the root of it. Uh, the match that I really thought was awesome. Uh, would have had to have been there was a match between Maria and Lita, and that was the very first taste of it. Uh, if you look up Maria versus Lita, um, it's a I think it was a number one contenders match for the women's championship, and Maria was wearing this beautiful outfit, and I remember just loving it. I was like, "Wow, that's an awesome outfit!" And then there was a part in the match where Lita thumbed Maria in the eye and DT'd her and did this sexy pin and i remember just loving it like i felt this excitement like in my heart you know what i mean so i really like that uh and actually we actually had a vhs recorder ourselves so they would record uh money night raw for me so i would take the tape and rewind that part of the match because it got me so excited and then the second part uh, this was my first time seeing intergender wrestling style type stuff was the same lady Maria versus Umaga. I think it was, I think Eric Bischoff made her fight Umaga cause he was pissed off at her or something. Mm -hmm. And I remember Umaga uh, doing his, uh, God, I can't remember the name of the move. It's where he would have him in the, the turnbuckle and he would uh, uh, basically ram their, his butt into the person's face. I can't remember the name of the move. But I remember, um, I remember just loving how Maria was selling, like how helpless she was. She was, he like ragged, ragdolled her. And I remember liking that. I was like, wow, this, for some reason I just got a joy out of it. Like seeing her being ragdolled and just being just a damsel in distress basically. 
and he was getting ready to do the Samoan spike on her and then Cena came out, but I wanted to see the Samoan spike on her because I was getting really mm-hmm. excited to, to see it. God and, damn it, John Cena. Yeah, right. damn it. Fuck you, Cena. No, not really. I love John Cena, but still, damn it, Cena. The, C, the C is for cockblock. Right. Cockblock. <laughs> 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 but anyways, yeah, so I would say the match between Maria and Lita uh, I rem- was... My- I remember some of that stuff. Yeah. Actually. I would say the match between Maria and Lita and that DDT in the pin was the very first time I got excited. Uh, excited. And then the match between Maria and Umaga with the ragdolling and her being knocked out damsel in distress that got me excited so over the years you had beth phoenix come i think she came around 2007 2008 and you had beth phoenix ragdoll molina and i love that there was an i quit match between beth phoenix and molina and there was a molina was just getting like destroyed submission holds everything and i remember enjoying that uh that's one of the reasons i love the glam slam because you would get quite a bit of ko shots and I think one of the main problems with the current WWE product is you don't see that a lot anymore. You don't see a lot of the, the KO shots and stuff like that anymore. Like you, you may get one, but it's very far few in between that you will get like a KO shot of somebody or someone getting just absolutely dominated. It's, you have to be lucky. Um, so over the years, I started loving it a lot more and more and more. And I would say around 2011, 12, when I started getting more into the internet, and using a computer more, uh, I would go on YouTube and search up um, female wrestler dominated or WWE divas dominated, or uh, I would I would search up a specific type of match I wanted to watch, like uh, maybe Trish Stratus versus Mickey James, or uh, or, or you know uh, Mick, um, Maria versus Lita. Um, so. Basically, I spent all my time on YouTube just looking for clips, and I never found that much. I usually I depended on WWE as my main source for a long time until finally one day, I would say 2012, 2013, I was on YouTube and I saw a sleeper kids world tribute. And I was like, I saw the video and I forgot who the tribute was for. I think it was either Anne Marie. I think it was Anne Marie. And I remember seeing it and I was like, yes, this is what I've been looking for. Like not just WWE. So I saw the website name, I looked up Sleeper Kids World, and I saw just the photos, and I was like, oh, it was like heaven. I was like, finally, this is, what right. been, I was, <laughs> this is what I've been looking for. So I remember just, uh, you know, as a little kid, you know, I didn't have money, so I usually would just go and look at the photos and stuff. As I got older and got jobs, I started purchasing the videos and things like that, but I remember just seeing all the videos, or excuse me, the photos, and I just loved it, and I think I saw some of the previews on your uh, – fuck, I can't remember. I think you had a YouTube channel, but it got got taken down constantly by hey, YouTube. We, we had like six or seven. <laughs> yeah, and I remember seeing one that I absolutely loved. I think it was Jackson. She was talking a bunch of shit saying, oh, yeah, you know, I've beaten Devin and all these other women, and then Anne-Marie returned and knocked her out with a sleeper hold, and I just – I remember that. That was awesome. Like I was like, yes. Oh, like, man, that's uh, that was uh, that was a hot minute ago, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I that that video and all those photos is what got me hooked. And I would say around, I'd say around sixteen, I realized this is something I may want to pursue. Like I really like this stuff. It looks just amazing because I'm a fan of, you know, female combat and you know females being dominated in intergender wrestling. So uh, 
I forgot about it a little bit. I didn't forget about it, but I kind of did to try to pursue a career in professional wrestling. I did it for about a year. Uh, some personal things came up in my life, so I left it. And also, I just realized it wasn't for me. And a lot of other shit happened, and I just got more. This meeting no longer has a time limit. Okay, I don't know what, what? that was. <laughs> okay, fuck. Thank you, Zoom. Thank you, Zoom, for interrupting me. Thank you, Zoom. Anyways, rude. I mean, I've got, I've got to plug Zoom, man. They, they uh, During this uh, corona shit, like, it's been great to use to talk to people. Yeah. I love how no one knew what Zoom was before Corona. Their time was excellent. <laughs> you, but, you, yeah. It's funny because you can still – people are saying <laughs> shit like, I'm going to Skype you on Zoom, man. Right, yeah, I'm going to Skype you on Zoom. Like, Skype dropped the fucking ball. It's <laughs> so sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just I, – I pursued wrestling for about a year, had some things come up, kind of left it, and then I got more back into the fetish thing, and I was like, okay, yes, this is definitely something I'd like to pursue as a – side uh you know side job or you know who knows maybe a full-time career uh because i'm so passionate about it and i did a uh a hotel match with a good friend of mine uh ryan um uh, she's actually no longer uh in my neck of the woods she moved to colorado but i did some uh, a hotel a hotel match with her because um i don't know why i couldn't have her come over i think we were remodeling a house or something like that remodeling our house and then we just went to the hotel and, and said fuck it we'll just go to a hotel and film it and did about a few matches with her and then uh i, I remember sending it to sleeper kid and i remember him loving it and um i was like hell yeah and me and sleeper kid started talking a lot more once i sent him the photo of me putting her in a sleeper hold or video putting her in a sleeper hold and he followed me. I uh, I was already following him, and then <laughs> like, oh, did you start that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but here I am now, uh, and uh, it's been a crazy journey too, considering like how I started from a kid, uh, loving it, it being very small, and not knowing it's a fetish, and then working my way up to getting online, and then finding SKW and finding other websites too, like Fem Wrestling Ring and stuff like that. So, what is it about the? Um... What was it about seeing, you know, Maria getting dominated that flipped a switch in your brain? It's like, it's hard to explain, but I don't know. It's just the, I guess the helplessness, I guess how well she, cause at the, at the time I thought it was real and I felt bad for, her, but I also in, enjoyed it because at the time I'm like, Oh no, she really got, you know, knocked out with that DDT or whatever. And my mom and dad would have to explain to me, Oh no, she's, you know, she's acting it out. I'm like, Oh, so I guess it's, I don't know. I guess it's the, the, uh, gosh, I don't know how to explain it. I guess it's the gear. The gear can also come into play of someone getting dominated in gear. And she was, sure, just wearing, sure. she was wearing very, I forgot the, what the, what you call the outfit, but it was very sexy. It was, uh, yeah. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. I have to send you a photo of it later, but it was very sexy. And then again, you know, Maria was uh, wearing something very sexy in that Umaga match too. Um, that was the first time I ever saw that type of energy in wrestling too. So I don't know what it was, but I think it's the excitement of just seeing her just be this damsel in distress and just, just be absolutely destroyed. I, I don't know what it is. And, it well, one of the me... things – well, I was going to interject there. One of the things that we've been kind of exploring on the podcast uh, obviously is the root of these things, and um, it, 
it just because it's a woman it, and because you know you're you're growing up you're seeing you know your your hormones are kicking in shit like that you you know i i tend to believe that uh people can really don't have a say in what they end up being you know attracted to uh it's just one of those things you're you know your hormones are a certain level you see a thing and something clicks in your brain it's like all right now i'm into pantyhose or mm-hmm. now i'm into spandex or now i'm into girls who wear socks you know um, and I feel like that's kind of what happened with me and you, and I'm sure with Slim to a degree. Oh yeah, um, definitely. But it's it's a combination of like three or four perfect storms. In my case, it was very much like you, where it was like, oh shit, that's really sexy gear. But also, there's that just shock to the system of like, oh my god, is that a woman getting destroyed? Ah, oh, shouldn't be looking at this, but I can't stop watching. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, oh, that's a man doing it? No, this is terrible. Uh, uh, um, uh, um, intergender battery is a bad thing. And, and I had a, a friend who got beat up by her boyfriend. Holy shit. But then something in your brain is like, this is taboo, this is taboo, this is taboo. And then, of course, when you realize it's fake and it's staged, your brain gives you a, a safety net. You're like, okay, well, I know that this isn't real. I know that when they cut, you know, they go back to the locker room and they're okay with each other. Yeah. Um, well, some people do. There's some people who still believe it's real. But, uh, there's still some out there. It's still real to me, damn it. It's real to me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I get it, man. It's, uh, it's you know, so how much of it, uh, and I'll ask Slim this too. So let's ask Slim, um, what's the percentage of it for you? How much of this is about the gear? How much of it is about the action? Uh, I would say it's about 75% action um, because, like, the outfits definitely matter, um, but, like, they, they usually don't – most of the time they don't break it. Unless they're, like, they're doing it, like, in a, in a karate gi or something like that, then, or just sometimes the bodysuits are kind of a ruin of things. But other than that, I can usually deal with most outfits, but most of the time it's the action that matters. If they're not getting like, if there's not a lot of KOs, if there's not a lot of uh, overselling and stuff like that, that usually bores me to an extent. I have to second that too. I have to agree with that. I think the gear is it's important, but the action is more important because if there, in my honest opinion, if there's not enough KOs, then it's it's just not enough. Like I gotta have like quite a. It's I, instead of I instead of I need more cowbell. It's I need more knockouts. Like yeah. I need. That's what I need. Like I like need a little bit more knockouts. So it's well. That's that's what we would try to do. Is we I when I went yeah. online, I noticed that there was an empty well. Basically, it's like holy yeah. shit. There's all these beautiful women. Uh, there's some great outfits. Um, some great sets. You know, there's people like Double Trouble and. Um, early Triumph Studios, stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's a really cool set, like really good lighting. But there wouldn't be that element of like, what, where's the knockouts? Which for me, having a sleepy kink, you know, I, I had to have it. And um, it was a wasteland for a while, man. It was like, it was a desert. There was nothing uh, out there. It's, yeah, it's real bad too. Yeah. It's, uh, it's sometimes too, like if a match doesn't have a KO, it's like the definition of like a blue ball effect for me. It's just like you did all this and you didn't <laughs> even end with a knockout. You just, exactly. it's, almost, it's almost like you just walked off at the end and it's like, you had this big fight and you guys are like, you know what? We're tired. Let's just, let's just leave and, and, just, and just walk away. And that's I'm like, a perfect example. what? <laughs> and that's the, see, that's, that's actually perfect. Cause that just reminded me, I won't name the company that I got a custom from one time. Uh, but I've only got one custom in my life. And for some reason, I don't know why I did not go to a custom for sleeper kids. Well, I don't know why. Yeah, what the fuck? Shame! 
Shame. I don't know well, why. this podcast is over, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> shame on me. <laughs> no, well, I think it was during the time. Like, I guess I was looking for. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess it's because Radiant Rain was at that time, and and I think it was Leva Bates, a, uh, formerly known as Blue Pants in NXT. <laughs> so I guess those was Blue Pants besides me. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I wanted to just see that, like Leva Bates um, and uh, Radiant Rain. Well, I, the custom costed two hundred dollars, and I told them exactly that. Okay, I would. I want to see, you know, a bunch of a bunch of knockouts, and I want to see. Uh, at the end, I, I strongly told them in the script. At the end, I would want to see a sleeper hold. At the end, they did not do that. They instead they ended it with her on her back like a camel clutch position, and basically that was it. Put her just, in a camel clutch. Just, just fade out. Sleeper, <laughs> yeah, put her, put her in a sleeper hold in a camel clutch, and that was it. No KO shot or nothing. I was so pissed off, and it left a bad taste in my mouth when it came to customs. Like, damn, like. Do, should I stop getting like that's one of the reasons why I never got customs ever again like that. Yeah, well, that's because you went to the wrong person. Oh, well, that's and, gonna that's gonna probably walk us into the realm of, of pet peeves, which we can definitely talk about in a little uh, bit. Customs first yeah. because like customs is absolutely one of my favorite things, and and yeah. yes, some people miss, but like I I feel like I was lucky enough to have. Uh, people basically being like canary down the mine first. I saw the people that tried certain companies and it, it blew up in their faces. And I was like, okay, so I don't go over there for a custom kind of thing. <laughs> and so therefore my custom experience has been fantastic. I've had amazing customs from Santiago and others that have just been like the best things I could yeah. ever get. Well, what, what would you be, I mean, what, what are the most important things in a custom for you? Uh, and it kind of goes back to the origins of your kink asking about percentages. But um, for me, for example, if I was to order something from a company, I would probably be more concerned with the selling than I would yeah. the lighting. You know, although lighting is you know great to have, but to me, it all comes down to the selling. It's like, okay, maybe the camera work wasn't that good, or maybe mm -hmm. the lighting wasn't that good. But to me, if if the if the models or the actors in question pull off a good show, I'm like, all right, I can I can imagine being happy with it even though technically it wasn't um a superb thing but yeah. is that different for you guys i know some guys who are like oh this wasn't an hd or this wasn't well lit and i'm just like <laughs> yeah I, and, I mean I, I understand it i i am definitely a performance person a performance first person um uh i'm so much sure if i call her out or not but a friend of mine a friend of ours uh me and Santiago, does customs for me on her own and those aren't the best lit or the best shot but she knows how to sell for me and does it every time and I, i'll go back to her all the time for them because they're perfect she's the way she sells the, the lighting's not great the camera work isn't great but she's great and that's what really matters yeah i can yeah i can agree with that too you know it, it's that that is again that's that's what's important to me like even if the can like HD is important, but even if it's not a hundred percent, like it's not like 4K or whatever, or if, if it's not like OMG over the top quality, as long as the selling is good and everything, and there's lots of knockouts, I'm all for it, you know, totally. And I'm another person that loves the drooling and the and the um the twitching and things like that too. <laughs> I, like, I, I love fucking weirdos. I feel like I have personally – I still take responsibility. I probably said this last time. I take responsibility for the uptick in over-the-top wrestling. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, your, that's, that's about 80% your fault. 
Because I have been cranking that shit since day one going, you guys need to love this shit like I do. And most people who actually do like that stuff, they they start like coming out and going, yeah, I like that too. That's, I thought before it was yeah. like people were like, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird, isn't it? I'm like, no, nah, it's awesome. Love it. <laughs> that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why I love the the Jesse Bell versus Sleeper Kid, one, the the two oh. part ones with the drooling. I, Dude, I where have that guy? Who are those customs? He he disappeared. I should talk to him sometimes. Sorry, that's random. <laughs> but that's fine. I used, I, used, I used to talk to him sometimes, and he was always. He was the uh, was he the guy who always wanted him face down with the arms yes. to the sides? Oh yeah, that's yeah. I don't one. know what happened to him. He also he's the one who got me on that position too. By the way, I love that position now. It's Hopefully one of my he's uh, he's he's safe out there. Hopefully he's well. Yeah, I've heard from him in a long yeah, time. Yeah, hope you're well, buddy. So like pre-COVID and all that, but hopefully he's still good. I know. That's the weird thing about COVID now. You're like, uh, oh, I haven't heard from this fan in a while. I hope he's alive. Right. It's, um, it's terrible to have to worry about that for real. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so – and I agree. I, I, I'm so specific about reactions, and it's weird because, like, I have to mix in my directing but also what, what the customer wants. And, you know, yeah, and, and I think – yeah. That's another detail too about how much the the people follow the script is also a thing, because I sometimes like for you especially you know where where I stand and what I want to see so like you get creative for my stuff all the time and and nail it and I, and I like that uh, I love that and then but there's also some people who are so strict to the script that sometimes you're like oh I should have added that I wanted you to do this because you did everything exactly as i said with like no variation (laughs) and and it's it's fun to see both sides that because you can kind of like adjust your writing to who you're working with uh in order to get the product that you want yeah and um i i'm gonna get back to dj but i wanted to to mention that that's one of the things that one of the well that's one of the compliments that that we get that we really appreciate my wife and i especially whenever we co-create a, a clip we get a lot of people who are like man i i did not even write half the shit you guys did and you added so much color and flair and like structure to my story that you know it feels like i was watching a movie that had all that had all the uh, fetish elements that i wanted and um and when you know well slim will send me a script and be like hey man i want like you know just three girls uh fucking shaking like bacon on a griddle i'm like let's do it <laughs> But we try to add like you know comedic timing and and you know different dramatic hits and you know I think the last one we did was uh, where I think it was Tiny holding a girl like in a torture rack and like somebody else zapping him but it just and it ended up zapping oh, the girl yeah. you know stuff like that yeah which was a callback too because in the previous one they tried to sneak attack with the taser and it didn't work yeah yeah so, so it's stuff like it was, that it that, was good stuff like like doing stuff like that because I didn't ask for that but you did it and it was excellent a brilliant idea. <laughs> now let's go back to the origin of the sleepy stuff. So obviously for DJ, it was seeing um, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Unaga. Uh, Umaga. Umaga. Okay. So yeah. still, still my least favorite kind of sushi. Um, I appreciate that, by the way. But uh, no, I think that's Unagi. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It tastes like shit. Uh, but yeah. Um, uh, so that sparked something in you. Um, I'm assuming more than the Lita one because the Lita one, she gave her a DDT and, and, you know, she kind of just slumped to the ground. Uh, and yeah. she went for the pin. Whereas with, um, with, uh, Unaga, uh, Aga. is it Unaga? 
Umaga. Um, umaga. Umaga. God damn it. Okay. You'll, get, get, you'll get one of these days. <laughs> I'm going to write it. down like you plus make America great again. Hold on. It, there, oh, there you go. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I didn't even it recognize really is. It really is. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, so you plus Umaga no um, slams into her with his butt and knocks her out. And then it's the. Did that. Was it the ragdoll aspect that kind yeah. of went click? The oh, ragdoll. Shit, I'm in a sleepy fetish now. The ragdoll, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know what it was at the time because I was still young. But yeah, the ragdolling is really what got me excited. Just, just the again, like, just the thought of her just being a damsel in distress and and helpless. You know what I mean? And I, I wanted to see her get the Samoan spike. You know, it, it's like anytime like someone would come and like say like a wrestler, like a male wrestler, would save them from distress. I'd get pissed off because I'd be like, No, I want to see her get. You know, I want to see her. You know, take this move. Get wrecked. I would get, I would get pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> it's it's like watching porn and then like the guy's ass gets in the shot. You're like, get your yeah, fucking like, off. Move. Yeah. The only time I, I was like, John Cena, damn it, why'd you have to be a hero? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking John Cena. I used to hate that guy too. I, I, I used to hate – I hated him so much because he represented the um, – and I, I'm not uh, – don't, don't worry. This is going to end very pro John Cena. Yeah, go ahead. I, I used to hate his guts just because the 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 amount of writing and character design that went into his persona was so scaled back from what I was used to. You know, because yeah. I was I used to watch like Triple H and like if you want to if you want a complex character, Triple H was the best. It was like here's a guy oh, who's yeah. fucking the boss's wife, but he's also <laughs> or the boss's sorry the boss's daughter. Daughter. Uh, yeah. And then he ends up, you know, turning face against him at some point, go, going back and forth. And, and the structure was so amazing. So people like The Rock. And then I saw John Cena and I was like, oh, God, he's like Superman. He's just boring. <laughs> uh, but eventually, uh, because he ended up being such a good guy, I was like, all right, I'll give him a pass. But, uh, <laughs> but now I hate him more because he, he, he ruined your, your Samoan spike. That's it. Got a reason to hate him now. I do uh, like well, the fact all... that the older he gets, he looks more and more like Ernest from like Ernest Hates Christmas. Oh yeah, oh god, yeah. Well, hey, Cena followed me on Twitter, so I'll give really? him a pass. All right, all right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> do you find yourself watching uh, only pro wrestling related sleepy stuff, or have you kind of drifted over to oh, I'm going to watch a girl get chloroformed? It's mostly your stuff. So like, I have a shit ton of your videos saved on my computer. Um, and it's mostly a lot of the older stuff, some of the newer stuff. I know. I think I recently got the uh, Serena. Am I pronouncing her name right? Serena. Serena. Oh, Serena. 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 I am so Serena. Oh, I it's am okay. So sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but it's Serena the Vampire Slayer. I remember like loving that. Like the. I think I bought that that's, recently. Yeah. That's a good. One. That that was awesome. I love the drooling of that and and everything. So that was a lot of fun. That was, uh, and that's one of the ones that we kind of did on the fly, like where I was just like, I, you guys want to do another video? All right. And then we just did one that we wrote on the fly, but, um, that's another one with the gear that, and that's when that one with the gear is what I loved. The gear was amazing. See, but, some people gave me shit about that one because they were like, "How are you wearing? Why is she wearing leggings? Where's the bikini?" And I'm like, "Dude, you gotta have a little <laughs> variety in your life." Brother. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, I, I, the only time I watch WWE stuff for the the kink is if I know there's a KO. Like recently, uh, there was a KO um, with Nia Jax and Diana Prezzo. Um, she gave her a DT, and there was a little bit of a KO shot and a, and a really sexy pin too. 
I like the pins where the, the women are, are, they put their hands on their chest. I like the pins like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like cooking in the legs. Um, um, I, I like that. I, I like, um, I like Undertaker pin. Yeah, I like the Undertaker pin as well. Uh, it's just specific. The specific pins can also make it very more attractive too. Yeah, because it's it's about what kind of humiliation are you going for? Are you going yeah. for a high leg hook where oh my god, I can kind of see like upper skirt, or do you want to do the whole pressing on the chest thing where it's just more of a psychological humiliation? I like the humiliation. That's 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 something else. I think that's also what it is. The Umaga hitting Maria with his ass, that's humiliation to her. And she's being humiliated. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what I like. And I also like mm-hmm. humiliation where, I don't know, maybe they'll, uh, the beautiful people on Impact, they'll like take the, um, the paper bag and they'll put it over their head mm-hmm. and they're, they're limp and knocked out. And that's humiliation. I love that. Like, yeah. I like that type of stuff where they're already knocked out and like, oh, come on, she's already – and the people are commenting like, "Oh, she she's had enough, you know. That's that's enough." And stop the they, goddamn match! Yeah, yeah. I was, I was waiting for Jr. Impression Eagles comments. Stop the goddamn match! Yeah, but I love that. Um, a per, another perfect example of humiliation. Go. Uh, there's one if you can look up uh, Beth Phoenix and Mickey James versus Lay Cool. They knock Beth Phoenix the fuck out, and Beth Phoenix is limp, and they're taking lipstick and they're drawing it all over her forehead and stuff, and she's unconscious while doing it. We and should I do that. We should do that in one of our videos someday. Yeah, if I'm, 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 I'm kidding. Awesome. We, I mean, we already have, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many goddamn videos. I can't keep up with it. <laughs> but it's we've a good thing. we've it's written good thing. on way too many women at our website. Yeah, um, that's, that's become a thing. That's become a thing, yeah. and that's that's yeah, actually that thing. that's a really good example of of things that caught on. And that's yeah. another thing that's great about listening to fans is people have come to me and of course they, I'm sure they come to Rick and, and people like Jacqueline and be like, Oh, I can't believe you came up with this. And we have to go like, no, 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 no. We didn't come up with this. Like we had a fan who wrote this amazing idea and mm-hmm. we produced it. And it was so good that other fans were like, Holy shit. I want that in my custom. So it kind of spread like the plague. I mean, the drooling was one, one kind of version of that. Uh, the, the stuff with tiny, I mean, 90% of what tiny does is off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and also things that only Tiny can do because he's yeah. There's a lot of things that only Tiny can do. He's a fucking monster, dude. <laughs> if, yeah. If you're like under 130, he just basically throws you around like a like a volleyball. I would love <laughs> I would love to do a custom where it's like him beating up a girl but giving her like some amazing move and then like solving a really hard algebra problem. At the, at the same oh time, yeah. Like like is like, there anything he can't do? Trolling her over <laughs> his head while he's like yeah. writing answer down. Yeah. That's another thing. I, I like humor. I like humor in those videos too. Uh, uh, no, yeah. and we, we do humor, uh, but it's so funny how you have to, that's, that's one of the hardest things to balance is how you don't want to make it too, too funny. Too yeah. Funny. You, you have yeah, to have the true. gravitas of it. And so, um, you know, if it's something like one of my wife's videos where she's doing like this, this sexy ninja showdown videos, well, that's the one where we, we will go in there and we'll really camp it up and we'll have a lot of fun with it. But if it's something like tiny versus so and so, I always tell the girls like, "Yeah, you don't get the crack jokes." <laughs> yeah, sorry, you yeah. have to joke crack kids. Tiny's one cracking jokes, okay? Yeah, like, you'll be cracking jokes going up yeah, against someone like if that. If a six foot nine heel was pounding me into the ground, I wouldn't be, you know, like giving him nope. quips. <laughs> is that all you got? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, that's not about you know. Is that all you got? Is okay. That's a little defiant, but you know, like I was doing a match with ah, fuck, I can't name them, but it was uh, two pros and. 
it was something like the girl had her in some fucking sharpshooter and it would look pretty good. It looked really mm -hmm. nice and tight. And the girl's screaming like, do you fucking give? And the girl on the ground's like, I gave it the office. And I'm like, cut. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Let's not do Abbott and Costello while you're in a fucking sharpshooter. <laughs> I can just picture you cut. <laughs> yeah, hold, hold up. Who's on first? <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Can't oh, do it. But uh, awesome. but yeah, going to back to to so other sub kinks that you found out you were into. Um, for me, for a lot of people who are in a sleepy fetish, um, I know Slim is one of them. Um, the 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 smallest minutia of the reactions are very important to people. Uh, I've had people who have literally sent me like three pages of of just like how the eyelids should flutter. You know, how the, the tongue should stick to the left side of the mouth and not the right. Or how the feet should be sticking right into the camera, but slightly splayed apart, but not too 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 far apart. I'm just like, holy fucking shit. It's, it's true. But is there anything like that for you guys where you're like, okay, it has I'm, to I'm be, not, this has to be like this? No. The I'm only not that thing, specific. For probably no. the face down position because people don't The only thing I'll me. ever ask for in a custom is make sure that, that the KO is shot is just make sure that the KO shot is right there. If there's no... KO shot, then I consider it like not good. What about what about vocalization? I mean, sounds made, things they say. Uh, well, I guess this is kind of a pet peeve. If if I mean, I've seen videos where they're smiling. Well, well, not on your website, obviously. Yeah. But there's actually other websites I've seen where they're smiling while knocked out, and I'm like, you're knocked the fuck out. Like, why are you smiling? That's another pet peeve of mine. But if there's any smiling while they're knocked out, or if the if it, I, I don't know how to explain it. it just is it's, it's kind of like a, like the like a silly KO thing. The silly KO thing is a bit of a fine line because it's like a difference between like kind of being knocked silly and then kind of like laughing while you get knocked out. And well, it's, it's I'm good. a fan. It's a little weird I'm, for me. I'm a fan of. Uh, a lot of serious KOs and mm -hmm. silly and serious are both good, but I'm more of a fan of the serious KOs. Like the silly KOs are funny and all, but I'm more of a fan of like, again, the intergender matches with sleeper kid where he's had with like Taylor Hendricks and uh, Jesse bell and, and, you know, Amber O'Neill, things like that. I like the, the serious KOs and stuff. Uh, yeah. The over the top is fine, but I like the serious ones where like, Oh shit. Like, I, like when uh, she's drooling on the ground, he's like, Oh, I done something wrong. Like I like that. <laughs> I think I broke her. <laughs> I think I broke her. Yeah. So I I like that. That's the type of chaos I mostly prefer the serious. Mm -hmm. But I I also can like the comedy too. The comedy is also good too. But well, that's something that I had to scale back majorly with a lot of pro workers. And I, this isn't a shot at them, but a lot of uh, a lot of girls that do. Um, uh, pro customs and rings and stuff like they they are just used to to being like wise crackers you know everything's uh everything's like a joke everything's like you know just saying kind of you know, almost like they're trying to make each other laugh mm -hmm. um with and it happens that's the thing that happens is sometimes a girl will say something that's very funny to the victim and you see the victim smiling while they're being pinned or something like that and uh and that's something that i noticed very early on especially with pro customs because uh, a lot of pro custom cameramen they won't cut they'll just be like we just gotta let it no. roll through yeah there's like whatever because they're shooting something like 30 to 40 clips per day you know they're doing like yeah. 50 minute 10 minute 5 minute 10 minute 50 minute over and over and over again they're, they're not taking pauses the girls are taking breaks of maybe half food uh when they're not shooting but they 
you know, they don't cut. So that's one of the things that going into this, I, I was like, I'm never going to let that happen. I can't let that happen. I get, I get upset when a, a pro wrestler looks directly into the lens for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> I mean, if we're doing like a pro style match, I get it. Like it's okay to look into the camera uh, and just be like, yeah, I've got her guys, you know, fine. But when we're doing, we were doing a video recently where it was like a, a spy versus spy thing. And this poor wrestler just kept looking into the camera and I just have to, I think I have to, I have to cut me like, all right, yeah, this is like, don't break the four. You're not, don't Deadpool me right now. Yeah, don't Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> Deadpool. But, uh, but no, so it's, there's a lot of these little intricate details. So I'm glad to hear that you guys are not so hung up on it as much as I am. But there's a lot of these little details that, that fans really hold on to. And if, if yeah. it's not there, if it's not there, then, then they consider yeah. the custom video, no matter how well lit, no matter how good you think you did a job like they'll be like nah well no it didn't do anything for me yeah i, I definitely see it with people who, when they purchase videos they look for like one very specific thing sometimes that's not done the way they want it like the video was a fail and it's just it's funny that people are so into just the one part because like for me with the overtime song stuff like the overtop thing is like for the whole video but these people look for one move or one hold or one position out of the whole 15, 20 minutes, and if it's not there, the whole thing is a waste. And it's just like, yeah, like very hard. Yeah. Well, for, <laughs> D, for DJ, yours, yours was the you know I asked for a sleeper hold and you didn't give me a sleeper hold. Yeah, it would. That's and see right there that made it to where I was very iffy about getting customs. Like like and it was never like personal towards the other websites. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, I spent two hundred on that one custom. I don't know. Like I, I would be very scared, and I just never got around to doing, cu you know, customs like that again because I, I'm like, dude, I'm giving. I gave that person money to shoot something that it should have been their obligation to make sure that everything looked good, mm -hmm. you know. And again, it it takes very little to please me, and that's why I think I'm pretty easily satisfied and stuff. But when you can't even give me a KO shot, I'm just, I'm like, come on now, you know? Uh, so it, 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 like Dan said in, in that, that video, or, or excuse me, that podcast, he said it can take one bad custom for them to, to lose, to lose that customer forever. But it can also, in my opinion, it can take one bad custom to get people turned off from getting customs at all. Or just a bad custom experience. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just, just that one bad experience can make them, make you lose them as a customer and fan and it could turn them off from customs in general and they just stick with the videos. So just getting videos. So it, I think it customs are very important and you got to make sure that everything that they've asked for should be in there. Um, that's why I appreciate websites like Saber kids world and, and hit the mat and et cetera and so on and so forth, because you ask for a custom, they, they deliver. Mm -hmm. So, all right, so yeah, uh, sorry guys, quick bio break. You probably didn't notice the pause, but fuck it. Uh, you're uh, absolutely right, DJ, in terms of, I know, right? <laughs> I just took a payoff. <laughs> I mean, you announced it, so I think they noticed. <laughs> I mean, well, this, this is a behind-the-scenes podcast. I mean, oh. you could have been, I mean, you could have been like Billy Madison. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. You gotta pee your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you watched that film. Uh, <laughs> it's considered a classic by many. Yeah, um, right. That's going to be on TNT Classics one day, by the way. That's how old I, we're getting. I it's hope gonna, so. Yeah, that's going to be on, like, right after Casablanca, it'll just be like Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop looking at me, Thwan. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but no, so um, 
You're absolutely right. That's one of the things that I feel a good producer does is add to the custom while still throwing in the things that the customer wants. Yeah, while maintaining yeah. custom, yeah. Yeah. And because, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's one of the things that's great about a good producer. And there's very few out there. I feel like uh, I don't want to diss on people. I mean, I kind of do, but, uh, but I don't. I have people like um, someone like Fem Wrestling Rooms. Uh, Rick is somebody who just puts a, he has such a passion for it and, and he grew mm -hmm. up, you know, being into it so, so intensely that it just reflects on the finished product, like in the finished product, you see it and you're like, holy shit. Like he really, he really does love this stuff. He throws in these little, you know, jokes and, and, and you know, certain camera angles, he'll do like old vaudeville style comedy in it. And so uh, yeah, yeah his, his comedy uh, is is second that he's got such a special way of doing his humor in his videos. I don't, I, I don't know anybody who does quite like he does. It's so it's so funny and yet still so sexy at the same time. It's very uh, old school and goofy and it, fun. Yeah, he yeah. he gets me every time. I love I love the way he does his like silly videos. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's very few cus or very few custom producers that see an opportunity to really interject their own creativity. Um, mm -hmm. Most of the people that I've I've talked to who do this stuff, I mean, they do good work, but they just they're like, hey man, we we're on timeline, we got to get this done. I got four other customs to do today. I you know, let's do it, do it, do it. Okay, we got what the guy wanted. All right, he gets what he gets. You know. And, uh, and I feel like it, you know, customers like, like you guys, you know, are great because you constantly challenge us to, to kind of do new shit. Yeah. I, I, I like, I kind of like both sides of the, of the aspect. Uh, cause I'm not sure which one I like more, but I like some people who just do the script. Uh, I feel like I'm in complete control of those people and I could do right. little things to like whatever I want. I, if I put it in the script, I'll know they'll do it. Uh, I, I called Kayla out, for, Kayla Bay out for doing this because, like, if I tell her to blink twice at a certain point in the, in the script, she'll do it. You'll you'll see her do it. Uh, uh, so, like, I like those because people like her because you can do exactly what you, what I want to see. But I also love people like you who go and do creative things that I would never thought of, uh, and, and those things come out really good. It is nerve wracking too. It's nerve wracking yeah. because I I always go like, man, I'm having such a good time with these ideas, but. What if the customer watches the clip and is just like, "Yeah, dude, what the fuck?" Like, yeah, I what was that? To, I wanted <laughs> you to do just the script. What's with this? What's with these creative ideas? <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I was with that custom. I was I was like the guy from um from uh, a Full Metal Jacket. What the fuck is that? What in the <laughs> fuck is that? What is that? That's what I was like. Like that's how people are when they get a custom they don't like. It's like, what the fuck is that? Like pretty much. Right. Pretty much. There's there's some terrifying shit out there for a producer. There's there's certain customers that get under your skin too, which is uh it's one of those things that we I cannot explain. Um my wife and I both have our respective customers that get under our skin. Like for her, it was this guy, I I, I forgot his name. He was some guy from the UK, and he just knew how to psychologically fuck with my wife. Where he would say stuff like, oh, well, that cradle carry in this last video, um, you know, it was nice, but it could have been two seconds longer, you know, or, um, <laughs> or the girl's butt could have been sinking a little bit lower in the center of the guy's body. And I mean, you're almost there. You've almost got it, you know, and my wife is sitting there going like, whenever we're shooting a video, she'd be like, no, no you get, get a hold of more like this. And I'm like, why? And, well, because this guy said that we weren't getting it right. I'm like, what fucking guy? 
<laughs> like there's no last I checked there's no rule book on how to carry an unconscious woman unless, I mean as far as I know it's very simple as long as she's limp and as long as she's not grabbing onto you you're doing pretty good but there's guys who are like you know pulling out their fucking protractor and they're like no the uh, ratio of the butt drop to the shoulder level is uh, incorrect so I'd like my uh, $500 back please <laughs> dude if it's that big of a deal then if you want to see it longer how about this just fucking put it in slow motion. Like edit it, put it in slow motion if you want to see it longer or rewind it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but why, why is it that big of a fucking deal? Like, and I mean, I'm probably going to encounter customers like this too, but you know, it, well, it's, are you, are people that, I can't believe you deal with customers like that, that are that nitpicky. <laughs> oh yeah. They, the oh, incorrect, oh, the, under, the incorrect, <laughs> the incorrect shoulder to ass ratio during your cradle carry. I, um, the incorrect uh, placing of the hips during a, a over the shoulder carry. I've um, seen so much for how the derriere pose is on how it should be, on how the back should be, on how your knee should be, on how I, the derriere pose, people are super particular on how she should be. Oh, yeah. I had a guy who sitting. was like, uh, he, he did the, uh, the the geek thing where he was like, well, actually, it, <laughs> it, it's not a real derriere pose unless – her legs are 90 degrees. So if you just pull out a ruler and just point it at the ceiling and I'm like, I will point you towards the fucking ceiling. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's the same voice I do when I'm talking about like, like virgins that live in their mom's basement. That's the same voice I do. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's just funny. Cause it's true. I mean, there's well, it's, the that touchy. it's the equivalent of when you talk to a comic book guy. And you're like, hey, man, I really enjoyed that last uh, Batman movie. Like, well, actually, <laughs> Bane is actually 535 pounds. And Tom Hardy just, you know, he needed to just hit the gym a little bit more. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Maybe one of maybe maybe one of those guys you get is, is comic book guy from The Simpsons. Worst custom ever. <laughs> like, that's yeah, what they pretty think. much. Pretty much, man. Uh, and uh, for for me, it's a guy who I God damn it, my demon is what I call him, uh, is a guy who he just I don't know why he's under my skin. He he sends me these scripts that are like sixteen pages long, and there's four paragraphs dedicated to literally a sleeper hold. Oh, what? <laughs> and and it is just like and he writes well, but it's just very intense. Like every time a girl would read the script, they would be like, "This is creepy, dude. Just just break it down for me, because I, I I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is a manifesto from a future serial killer." Yeah. <laughs> where, you know, and I, I I'm not going to read back what he would write, because then he wouldn't know what I'm talking about. But like he would write yeah. some shit where it would be like, I I have to break this down into I have to take five paragraphs and break them down into six sentences. Where I'm like, "Hey, you're in a sleeper hole. You roll your eyes a lot. You go limp." And <laughs> then we order some pizza. It, you know, it's it's funny because yeah, I'm sometimes partially guilty for this, but sometimes I see people who write like these these ten page uh, almost novel like customs, and I'm like, you're gonna be disappointed from this because you're so detailed in your script that this is not gonna happen in the video. So it's like you need to scale it back a little bit. You're, you're writing a custom script, not a novel. Take a breath. Oh, dude, I got one where it's like, uh, we fade into an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> the wind breaks through a broken glass from the east, not the west. And the sun settles right above the rim of a pair of rose bushes outside. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you? Exactly. I, uh, I, will, I will call myself on this because I did it to uh, Callie about 
two months ago where I wrote, I, I, I reeled it back too, but I wrote her like a four-page thing because I was really just going, basically writing with one hand the whole time through, detail after detail after detail, and then I was like, this damn thing is too long. I can't give her this. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's the thing about me. I like, when, write. when I write up, when I write my own strips, my own storylines in my head, the thing is, is, and I say, oh, you, and uh, I'll say, for example, uh, sleeper kid puts on sleeper hold on her, and she's, you know, she's struggling to get free. I just, I don't add like fucking six paragraphs. Oh. <laughs> I just add like she's eyes are rolling, she's drooling, and she slowly passes out. That's all you need to do. Like you don't yeah. have to like be like fucking oh and this like you know you, you that, get lost in fantasy land sometimes man yeah just that's you're just seeing it in your head and you're just jotting down all the details and then you look down and there's six pages in front of you and you're just like oh I'm yeah I, that's <laughs> that's what i'm saying you know for example like i'm trying to i mean i'm trying to get, do a shoot with um uh, a, a lady friend of, my, of mine uh this this uh, thursday and i'm writing scripts down and I don't go like six paragraphs on this stuff. I just, you, I, this is the movie you do and then move on. And then, and this and that it's, it's, I just don't understand what people feel. Oh, I got to do a bunch of these paragraphs. Why? Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just details, man. You know, you get, you get lost yeah. in details. <laughs> yeah. But when it's that intense, when it's that intense, like he was just saying, and you're creeping, the, if you're creeping the, the women out, <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're doing probably, something. Probably a little too detailed. A little too detailed, yeah, and and that's I never want to like creep out any anybody that I work with, you know, like anybody, you know, make sure everything that they're you know, they're comfortable with what they're doing and and make sure they have a good time. Like yeah. my two, my three, my three codes uh, when, I, when I'm working with someone, I want them to be safe, comfortable, and have fun. That's all. That's all. So you know. So what are some elements that you feel as a customer when you're writing a, a script? For example, take us through your process. Like, what's something that you would put down on the script that you 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 knew you were paying good money for? Well, um, first I would um, say this specific person enters. Uh, let's just say um, let's just say Anne Marie enters, uh, and I put the script of what she wants to you know because I want her to talk some shit, and she talks some shit to you, and I'll say. Emery says how she's going to kick Sleeper Kid's ass and how, you know, um, she's been practicing. It, it, you Do know, you gravitate speed. more towards mixed matches or femme femme? I love mixed matches more, honestly. I really uh, love Let's it. talk about that. So I want to go back to what your perfect script would be like, but I, that, that's something that we didn't really talk about with Dan last time because we, he was more of a female-female guy. Um, yeah. What is it about the male-female dynamic that, that gets you? And uh, Slim, you can add after he's done – why you you know your your thoughts on that uh because i know i think you're more across the board you're okay with female female but you're also equally okay with uh male female right mm -hmm. yeah all right so so dj what is it about that particular dynamic that, that gets you interested well it's i don't know what it hmm, let me think it's the fact of you know i i guess because it's very interesting to see a, a guy versus a girl and I think it's very interesting because um, that's one of the reasons I like a lot of the intergender wrestling on the scene, you know, with like Tessa Blanchard or, or, or you know, uh, other types of intergender wrestlers. Um, I think it's interesting because the guy is, I'm not saying I'm a fan of misogyny, but I like when the guy is, 
you know, talking a bunch of, you know, shit to the lady, but nothing like two massages. You know what I mean? Like, um, when they throw like a little, you know, quick joke in there, like, I remember you did a match with Shauna Ryan and she, you had her in a, a scissors and you said, my, my legs are more hairier or, or something like that. It was either that one or the Amber O'Neill one. <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I think it was the Amber O'Neill one. You're like, well, my, my, my legs are more hairier than yours. You said something into that effect. It was, it was you say some random stuff anyway sometimes videos, so <laughs> you might have said it. <laughs> yeah, but – my, I, know, my, I, I, man, I, because <laughs> I remember when I saw recently, you said something about you should, you should have cleaned your feet before you started the match. I was like, who's paying attention to that? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or you had, you, you were doing like a, a claw to their stomach and you're like, and she was like, don't you ever cut your nails? And he said, I probably should. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it was, I, I, that's the, that's the best. I think when you're a bad guy, it's th the funniest thing is when you reply with an honest answer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> instead oh, of going sorry. like instead of going like how dare you insult me wench yeah. you're like oh no you're right dude I, I haven't cut him in like I think that's another reason I love mixed wrestling because I love the guy when he's being a villain and he's you know it's a guy just just dominating a woman he's he's such a heel you know he's like just throwing her around you know low blows you know that's another thing I like the low blows I like when the, the guy plays dirty to beat the girl I don't know why it's just I'm more of a fan of mixed wrestling and I do like Finn versus Finn. Don't get me wrong. That stuff's good too. But I'm more of a fan of the mixed wrestling because I have more fun doing it. Like it, I've had girlfriends in the past and um, some were great at it and some weren't. And I would ask them, would you like to wrestle me? And they would say, yeah, we can try. Because, you know, when you're with a you know girlfriend, they, they try to do different things with you. So they, most of them would, you know, give it a shot. And some were good and some weren't the best at it. And some, some were great. So, because I don't know, I something about if it's me wrestling a woman, or if I see I got another guy wrestling a woman, I just find it um, just just very, uh, if done right, very very sexy. If, if done right, uh, as long and of course as long as no one's getting hurt, because I'm totally against domestic abuse, and that's another thing. It's I don't support domestic abuse. I just like how it is. You know, I just I. <clears throat> I think it's because because we all know this is a fantasy land. I think it's a pretty safe thing for all of us to know that we don't mean any of this yeah. for reality. Yeah, I really this I is, feel like you don't have to you don't have to to, to yeah. make that disclaimer. It's kind of like it's like saying like um you know I really enjoy the Terminator movies, but I I actually don't support robot on human yeah. violence. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's strictly fantasy. Don't, don't no cancel one. me. I don't want your fucking uh, refrigerator to kill you. <laughs> right, <laughs> but. It's all appliances matter. All appliances matter. <laughs> Damn right. Damn it. All appliances matter. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I think that too. And and, and uh, I don't know. I've always I've always liked it. I've always liked intergender wrestling. I, my um, I, I've told some family about it, and uh, they are like, "Well, it really shouldn't be guy versus girl." And I'm like, "I just like it that way. I really do. I I, I wish they they would do it more often on WWE television." That's one of the reasons why I was a fan of China, because China. Well, she would dominate the guys, and I can even sometimes be a fan of the guys being dominated too if it's done right and it's funny. But even China knew when to take a beating from the guy, you know. And again, you know that was scripted, and and China was another good seller. So, well, one of the things that 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 um uh that people don't realize is like most of the ideas that that I came up with uh, were inspired, or you know, for for the way that our matches flowed, for the way that that you know 
the title, like well, I, the way that I would design certain wrestlers to be heels and others to be uh, faces or jobbers, it all came from me growing up watching male versus male 1980s wrestling. You know, yeah. it was watching WCW or ECW when it first started, or even like the old ones like GWA. I think that's what it's called, Georgia Wrestling Alliance. Like anything that was like underneath like the, 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 the middle uh, part of this country where it was just like, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, they each had their own fed and they each had their own roster. And I would watch that every weekend. There would be like a, there would be like a seven hour block. I would watch it with my sister and we would just stay up late, late, late. It's the only time our parents let us stay up late was Saturday night to watch this like six, like this seven hour block of wrestling. And all of those ideas I think is what made my product I hope it made my product stand out to a degree, but like the knockouts, the, 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 the behind the scenes brawls, all that shit, it came from male versus male wrestling. And, uh, and, and I think a lot of in, initial producers kind of lost sight of that. They were just like, Oh, well, let's just make this a really sexy cat fight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I want to do rivalries. I want to do, you know, certain girls always yeah. tag with each other. Some girls turn on each other all the time. There's going to be girls that always lose girls that always win. You know, there's going to be long time rivalries. You know, I love that shit. Yeah, that's 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 something I love. Like I love that too. Like I love a story being added, and that's another reason I love uh, uh, pro wrestling. I love the story being added to a guy versus a girl too. Uh, and actually, I also it always doesn't have to be like a one sided beatdown where the guy dominates a girl. I actually like when the girl gets some offense in sometimes too, and it's back and forth. But in but uh, another thing I like is. Uh, I like the matches where a woman like she she fights hard and everything, but in the end she comes up short. And um, sometimes in little details, I kind of like it when they're they're kind of sweating a little bit. I don't know why, but when they're sweating and they're KO for some reason, that's another thing I like too. So and going up against the guy um, in that type of fashion of like you know she she fought hard, but the guy came up on top. I don't know why I like that. It's just, I think that's why I prefer male versus female a lot more. Well, that's, I mean, it's very, uh, that's, that's very common. You know, people like, especially once again, 80 style wrestling was always about, well, sometimes it was about the face, like almost winning. And then of course the bad guy comes back and nails some big ass move. Usually yeah. it was a cheat move, like a, a belt to the face, a chair shot, or like he had something hidden in his trunks and he smacks the guy with it. And, you know, goes for the pin and the crowd goes, you know, ape shit. Um, that's, uh, that's a very common theme. Yeah, um, I like that. But for, for Slim, uh, I think Slim's more of the, I don't want them to fight back. I want it to be a complete mauling. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a squash mask kind of guy. Uh, I think that, and that's kind of why I like mixed matches because I feel like it's easier to see uh, or easier to connect a, a guy easily dominating a girl. Uh, just because it's kind of like on a, a you sexist issue. asshole, right? <laughs> Cancel like, him. <laughs> especially when it, when it comes to like people like Tiny, it's like you know when you have like Tiny and Sparrow, you're just like, well, she's not going to stand a chance. I mean, look at the size difference. Oh, you I know? mean, yeah, yeah. Tiny can stand next to most people, and you'd be like, <laughs> it's it's going to be a quick fight. Yeah, so I think I usually that's what I go for. Uh, when, it, when it's more. Of a balanced match, or if it's closer, then I do like the femme versus femme thing because I don't want to see guys lose like ever. That's <laughs> uh, just, just one of my things. Um, so, well, because like, you're when, you're you're objectifying 
the woman as the, the submissive. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't want that role to be switched to the male. I get that. I totally yeah, get that. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. That's all. And that's uh, one of the things we discussed in the last podcast was how the eternal struggle, good versus evil, power versus weak, um, uh, David versus Goliath, all those things have been so well captured by wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's the, the things that make life interesting, the yin and yang, like the, the, you know, the constant struggle between light and dark. That's what pro wrestling reminds us of. Cause you know, you get, if you look back at the early eighties, you'll see like, I mean, shit, even the early nineties, you see the undertaker versus this is bill from Tennessee. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. he's basically, yeah, yeah he's going to be, uh, it's going to be a squash match. Um, yeah. But then you would see The Undertaker versus like Shawn Michaels and you, and you know, within 10 minutes you're riveted. You're like, holy mm-hmm. shit, I really care about what's going to happen. Um, that's, I think that, that match, uh, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, a guy in Britain showed it to me. I was at his flat. He was letting me stay there while I was uh, shooting for uh, Sleepy Girls UK. And, uh, and yeah, dude, he played me. He's like, you, you've got to see this match. And I'm like, he played it for me. And I was... <laughs> Pounding wine and watching it like fuck, like it was uh, like a like a soap opera. I was just like, fuck. yeah, it, it's really good yeah. because what you have is like two people who are really good at the art of wrestling yeah. working together. I mean, and I like because like because you do it too, uh, Santiago. When you have like two pros, like or even not even necessarily pros, but when you have Samiko and Sapphire on the mats, you just know that you can basically do anything because these two are like the best in the business. Working yeah. together. Yeah, it's about that chemistry. It's, yeah. it's about like do you know? Obviously, you can have two dancers who are really good, but can they dance well with each other? Mm-hmm. You know, is somebody going to try to be a diva? Is somebody going to try to outdo the other? Or are they going to actually work with each other's movements? And there are certain people that I've seen that just work so well like that. You know, like, yeah. like Rain and Lacey, uh, Sapphire, oh, yeah. Sapphire and Sumiko. Um, yeah, Sapphire and Sumiko is definitely my top because those those two. Are they are basically putting on a dance together. They always flow so well together. It is, it is like they're one mind working working yeah, together. Yeah, or like tiny, or, tiny and sparrow or another really good <laughs> or, uh, yeah. combo right there. Yeah, or, or Angelina and uh, Kiri, a Kiri Spectrum. I, you know, they they I like their chemistry in Over and Out. I think it was Over and Out four. Over oh and Out two. I can't remember which Over yeah, and Out that, it was. That's like ten years ago, man. I don't remember what happened. That's to that. fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, remember damn. what happened. I in still that. love that. I love their chemistry in that, though. I, I love their chemistry in that video. Um, yeah, and and like uh, my wife has really good chemistry with Sumiko. Well, Sumiko is one of those like common denominators. Yeah. Like Sumiko just yeah. fits in. She has oh, not yeah. worked badly with somebody. Anne Marie is like that. Anne Marie, somebody yep. who uh, no matter who you pair them with, uh, you know, FWRs, Becca. Um, oh, you have. Uh, um, I mean, there's yeah, so many. It's like I, I love. I feel like most productions have like a, a one a one two combination that goes so well together. Like like Samiko and Anne Marie, or like Beck and Peyton. Oh, dude, and like, Devin and Sapphire. That was another big one. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That was another I'll, one. Devin and Sapphire. A lot of people told me that uh, uh, myself and Serena. Uh, we're really good together. Um, just because I remember one where you guys were really good together. Yeah, like we you took your boots off halfway though, so I turned the video off. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I lost the customer. <laughs> no. But let's go back real quick, DJ, to your parents. So, how much of this have you talked to them about? All I've really told them is that it is a fetish type thing, and um, 
they don't know the exact fetish. And I've, I've, I've made jokes and I said, once you guys see this, you're probably going to want to, because there, I, I was making jokes saying you're going to want to probably lock me in an asylum or something like that. Once you see what kind of is, is my kink, <laughs> because you know, they, they're not used to this type of kinky stuff. They're used to the, they're not, you know, they're, they're old school, you know, obviously most parents are, so right. all parents are. So, um, they, I don't think they're going to really understand the kink. And, um, all I've told them is that it is a fetish and they said, yeah, you know, do it. If it makes you happy and you have fun with it, then do it. You know, you're 19, you should be allowed to do what you, you want to do. Uh, and I appreciate that, but I've not told them into detail what, like it actually is, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to show them a video very soon of what show them an example of like one of your videos and see how they respond to it. And, you know, hopefully they, they don't get on the phone for a mental son because, you know, some people think this stuff's weird, but then I get to thinking to myself, okay, this stuff's weird, but look at all the shit that's been put in movies or, or WWE or in video games, or, I mean, they're, fuck i mean there's porn out there that's even more fucked up you know for real like i mean wwe and they they had an angle where triple h fucked fucked a dead corpse and <laughs> you're I, mean, have, I, mean, uh, I must have missed that I, one i what? think i missed that one too <laughs> yeah it was a katie vick angle he put a cane mask on triple h put a cane mask on and he said i fucked your brains out and he had a, br- a brain in his hand it was the weirdest <laughs> thing ever and it was very creepy uh, and Vince that himself. Okay, that's pretty funny though. I would. That's pretty fucking funny. But the Vince uh, man himself said that is funny. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's funny. But here's the thing: how is a woman acting knocked out or being dominated when she's not really being knocked out? She's not really being dominated. No one's being hurt. How is that worse than you know Triple H fucking a dead corpse? No, you're you're, you're gonna be fine because because if there's one thing that I've noticed about uh you know people like my parents and my aunts and uncles and stuff like that it's uh you know you can't diss on someone's sleepy fetish or or even murder fetish if you if there's someone who gets into the darker website uh darker websites that are out there but you know then you're watching shit like CSI all day you know mm-hmm. or NCIS yeah. or fucking Criminal Minds or you know, whatever's out there. Yeah. And those movies basic or those shows basically fetishize violence on women for the most part. It's always some girl, you know, walking home from a, from a party and she gets fucking raped and killed or murdered or her head gets cut off. And they're, they're dealing with it day after day. There's a constant um, episodes that, that show this shit and it's normalized. Whereas what you're doing is you're, you're more taking in the taboo version of it, which is it's campier. It's, um, Oh, and it's, in this case, it's campy. Sorry, in this case, it's it's campier because you're dealing with like you know SKW and fem wrestling rooms, uh, but um, it's it's harmless. I think you know I yeah, don't think too. anyone's gonna watch my videos and go like, man, I really want to you know go to go to Walmart and pile drive somebody on aisle five. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that was that's my main concern uh, when I show them that. But I do think they're going to be they're they're going to handle it very well. I'll, I'll say for my parents. My parents, they don't know exactly what's going on, but they know. Like my mom knows enough. My dad's kind of cool with this because he doesn't really care. Uh, he's basically like, as long as I'm not doing anything to hurt anybody, he's like, you're good with me. I don't and need that's the, details. 
Yeah, that's and, their attitude too. That's their attitude. They're like, as long as you're not hurting yourself or others, which I'm not, yeah. uh, and and you know, no one's being killed, no one's being raped, nothing. It's just, it, it, it's it's like a you know, it's it's like role playing, you know. It's yep. it's it's honestly like Sleeper Kid said. I forgot one of the podcasts. He said it's like when you play as a little kid, like if you play Cowboys and Indians or something like that, you know, as mm-hmm. a little kid, or if you you play uh, or you play wrestle. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just we're, added with. It's just, just more. Yeah, we're, we're playing pretend still. It still is. We're playing pretend. Yeah, just more with a kink, and you know, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Like I, I am gonna be showing, telling about it very soon, morning. Now, I won't go into full detail, but I'll just let them know. Yeah, hey, this is. What I don't think you need full it. detail. Like I, I yeah. told my mom some of it, and she's just like, "That's good enough. I know enough." She's just like, "I don't need to know exactly what it is. I don't really care exactly what it is." But yeah. I, you know, she's like, "I got the gist." Thanks. <laughs> but that's how I respond. But that that's one of my things. That's how I respond when someone says, "Isn't that weird?" And I'm like, "Okay, well then, yeah. you you need you need to you seriously have not seen half the shit that's online." <laughs> uh, we're, we're all weird in our own weird ways, so. Yeah, I, know, I, I believe that. I think so, that. Yeah. Saying, saying it's weird is not really an offense. No, yeah, no, no. I mean, we we're, all, we're, weird. we're throwing that. Yeah, we're gonna throw that out the window because that's really what this is. Is you know, your brain has a way of um, turning bad shit into stuff that you can tolerate. Uh, and I, I do feel like, you know, there, every human being is born with the capacity to do some, some terrible things. And, um, and I think, you know, us fighting those urges is, you know, speaks loudly to who we are as people. But whereas I used to look at porn as this source of evil because I grew up very Catholic where parents were telling me like, well, porn is evil. And, uh, you know, if you ever do anything like, you know, that that's close to this, we're going to disown you shit like that. Um, but to me, porn and, and fetish, I mean, it's, it's a way for you to dump out those urges, you yeah. know, like, cause there's some guys and we're not talking about us obviously, cause we're, we're perfect little angels, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it is hard to explain to certain people like, Oh, I enjoy watching a woman getting completely devastated in the ring. You know, or I, I really enjoy seeing a woman get, get chloroformed and kidnapped without sounding like you're a fucking, you know, like, like you're a, a future potential, um, you know, prisoner. Uh, but that's, I think, the beauty of fetish is it gives you, especially you, because you're, you're getting into, you got into it at a young age, but you were also aided by, by the internet where you didn't have to go hunting for it. You didn't have to go like digging for it. You don't have to, you know, secretly hide shit. You told your parents about it, which is very smart. Um, but it also helped you kind of release that energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's uh, a lot it, of people who never got to. And when you, when you restrain that kind of energy, when you restrain those urges, and you don't let them to, you don't let them, those urges find a creative outlet. That's what I think leads to people who will go out and kill, you know, women just, just, just for uh, that kind of pleasure. Or, yeah. or men in, you know, another country who will make women wrap themselves up because they just can't handle uh, the fact that, that, you know, the idea of, 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 you know, female freedom sexually is, is very offensive to them. There's a lot of things that we can talk about in that respect, but I will always defend people who have fetishes and I will definitely always defend people like you who not only has, you know, not only do you have a fetish or a kink, but you're also you're willing to stand up and defend it. So kudos yeah. to you and Slim because you guys wear your kinks on your on your shoulder, you know, on your sleeves, yeah. on, your, on your shoulders, on your oh sleeves, <laughs> on your uh, on, on the. <laughs> now, now, now you're so good. He's <laughs> like, I can't get the words out now. Yeah. On your cufflinks. 
There you go. I'm yeah, cufflinks. Well, but, really, uh, what, yeah. What helped me get more open about it, like on my Twitter and stuff, is you know, uh, well, shout out to my best friend TJ. Uh, I told him because DJ, I was, Yeah, TJ DJ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Well, his real name's Timothy, but yeah. Anyways, TJ, you know, I went to him and I, I know, I know, I've known him for like five years, and I went to him and recently I was like, um, you know, I got to tell you about this, you know, this kink I have. And he's like, okay, what is it? And I was like, okay, well, I went into the details about you know, women being acting knocked out and being destroyed and dominated and stuff. And he was like, okay, that's that's fine. And he's like, everyone has their own fetishes. And I was like, thank you. So you know, talking to you and, and Slim and everybody, you know, else with the same kink, it's made me feel a little, you know, less bad about myself because I used to look at this stuff and I used to think, am I fucked up? Like to like this stuff? Like there's that's nothing I, appear to that. I think like, there's yeah. appear to that for everybody. Yeah, like I used to think that I was like, man, am I am I, am I just fucked up just to like this stuff? Am I am I weird? Like am I screwed up in the head? Uh, and then, you know, as a as of recent, you know, I've started to think, you know, everyone's a little screwed up in some way and everyone has their own type of fetish, you know, like BDSM or some people have a, have a fetish where they want to be insulted and, and things like that. Um, and again, some people have a murder fetish, uh, hell mm-hmm. there's been, there's, there's been snuff films where there's actual, like people actually get off on real murder. It's yeah, this, you know, it actually is. That's I mean, yeah. which I'm not is- defending that fetish. I'm not defending that fetish. I'm just saying like, there's, like fetishes for a bunch of shit, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, this, but, this is fetish for everything. Yeah. So I just, I will defend it because my thing is there's much more weirder shit out there. And I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of what I, I, I went on Twitter. I was, I'm proud of the fetish I have. I think yeah. it's unique. I think it's different. I think it's fun. I think <laughs> it's sexy. I think it's the greatest fucking thing in the world <laughs> because it's really helped me cope with, you know, anxiety and depression and things like that. It's, I honestly believe it. It's, what keeps me motivated a lot of times is that mm-hmm. fetish of, of, you know, getting into the business and doing it and stuff because it's so much fun and it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel good to know that it entertains others. So well, that's, that's why that's, well, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, you're, you're tapping into exactly why I do it. You know, uh, I'm sure to a degree when slim puts out a new review, there's that, that feeling of like there's going to be somebody out there who is going to read this or, or look at the photos or look at the bit caps and they're going to be like, thank you. You know, um, especially with, yeah, co- but- with COVID has been a huge um, eye opener for me because there's people who have written me and said like, you know, Hey, I just lost my aunt, my aunt, or I just lost my cousin and I've been in a really deep, dark funk, but I keep looking forward to your updates or I keep looking forward to your free stuff. Like I, I look forward to your podcast because they feel like they're connecting with somebody who's into the same things that they are on a, on a deeper level, you know? Um, and one of the things that's great about living today, and I'm glad I'm alive to see it is that the internet, you know, uh, we talked about it during the last podcast where people were just, you know, you know, like, so many people were like, well, the internet's what's wrong with this country and, you know, social media. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Just, you know, maybe you've got stuff figured out, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. And, most people just get trolled all the time. That's why they don't like it. Yeah. Find like, uh, like a group of people like us who just kind of get along and go through things and just don't really cause too much drama. Uh, but it's also the, other. this idea that you are able to take these deep seated fears, which is, you know, for example, I'm into a female combat. I'm into mixed combat. I'm into, um, bondage. I'm into, um, I don't know, asphyxia shit like that, you know, stuff that's a little more dark. 
and you feel yeah. like you might be a monster. Like in your case, you, you, you said you had many a night where you were like, am I, you know, am I, am I a freak? But when you go online and you meet other people that are, you know, into the same stuff and you start talking to them and you realize, oh shit, this guy's like really well adjusted or this guy's really cool or this girl's really fucking awesome. Like it's not, we don't pick our fetishes, you know, no one is like 10 years old and they go, I, I really hope I, I, I start getting into pantyhose soon. You know, that, that's not how that works. You, it happens to you and it's against your, your will. It's, it's, it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. And for someone to judge somebody on that is, is beyond ludicrous to me. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, people are always quick to point fingers at others for their fetish, but what's your fucking fetish? You know, everyone, everyone's got one, you know, what's your fucking fetish? You know, that's, that's just how I look at it. Uh, and it's, I do know some people who have claimed that they don't have fetishes. A lot of uh, them are, a lot of them are women and I believe them. And I mean, I know there's, it depends on how you look at the word because uh, the word fetish itself is uh, this is something I've said almost in every podcast, but like the word fetish is really strong because for you to be able to have a complete sexual experience, if there's something that has to be there for you to actually have an orgasm and if it's not in the room then you can't have an orgasm then that is a fetish that is legit a fetish. Like if some, I, I've known guys that, I've talked to her like if a girl's not wearing this kind of this brand pantyhose while we're having sex, I can't come. And I'm like, well, that's your fetish. Mm-hmm. But if you just are like, you know, for example, slim, I know you like girls who wear boots, mm-hmm. you know, but I have a feeling that if a girl's like, Hey man, uh, let's get together. And you're like, hold on a second. Where's your converse high tops? <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, don't give me any ideas. I'll get it on at one time. <laughs> But like for me, I like female combat, but like I don't have to wrestle a girl in order to have sex. So for me, female combat is a kink. It's it's a it's a it's a very it's something I'm really into, but it's not something that has to be there for me to have a complete sexual experience. Yeah. Um, so, but it's, a lot. It's, so, it's pretty close for me, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 just about there. Like I, it's it's as close to being a fetish as can be, I'd say, because uh, like. So would it be something like where it's like, oh, like we'll, we'll have sex, but I have to have like a, a video playing in the background? No, it's more like she'd have to play lit for me a little bit, a little along the way. Okay, so, uh, so sleepy play, all right? Yeah, just because you know it's it it's, it it gets there a lot faster that way. <laughs> um, otherwise, it's kind of a it's kind of a, <laughs> it's an uphill uh, climb. Yeah, it, it, it almost is. It's like I kind of almost uh, get distracted in a way. It's just like I'm like almost thinking of what else. What else can we be doing instead of just this? I feel it's almost, <laughs> it's almost boring because like I don't I don't watch regular porn either, you know, because that that's just not interesting to me. So having just regular sex is kind of boring in, in a way. So in order to kind of mix it up and, and spice it up, we usually do some sort of uh, of knockout play or limp play or something like that along the way to help move things along. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, DJ? I, I, you don't have to give away any personal information you don't want to, but it's interesting that, to me. That is kind of how I am to a certain extent, but my thing is, is like, if, if I'm wrestling a woman, I'm obviously not going to like get a boner in the room while wrestling her. Or I'm obviously not going to like come while doing that. You know, that's just not, you know, because I don't want to make things awkward or anything. Yeah, I, I can be professional 
but still like, oh, this is really good. You know what I mean? Like I can still get excited. My can heart, my heart can pump really quickly because whenever I wrestle a, you know, a girl or a, a woman or whatever, I get really turned on, not turned on, but I get excited. And then later on after watching the video, then that's when that, that kink kicks in because I'm watching the replay and I'm seeing, oh, that looks good because, you know, if I'm wrestling her, I can't really see her facial expressions unless, you know, if I'm doing a sleeper hold, in order for me to see her face, like I'm going to have to wait for her to pass out and then look at her face. So when I go back and watch the video, that's when the kink kind of turn, uh, kicks in and she's not there. So it's not awkward. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's not like, oh, I'm just going to wrestle you because uh, of my kink and I'm going to get turned on while wrestling. No, it's not going to be nothing like that. It's just the kink kicks in later on. Mm -hmm. um, if, you know, ho hopefully that's not, you know, strange. I just, um, that's just how I am whenever I wrestle somebody. Yeah, uh, a girl, girlfriend's a little different. Like if it's a girlfriend, that's a little different because that can be considered sexual if you're with your girlfriend because it may be something she want to try with you. That's one thing. But if it's like a model or somebody, absolutely 100% professional, you know. Yeah, I think that's just being professional. I don't think there's anything weird about that. Uh, yeah. I, I'd be, I'm the same way. Yeah, but yeah. obviously later on. <laughs> But obviously later on, if I go back and I look at the footage on my phone or whatever, then that's when the king is going to kick in. But she won't be there, so it won't be you know that awkward. But right. you know, when the camera's on, it's all professional. It's all business. It's you know, it's all like you know, hey, you know, you're going to be safe. Everything's going to look good, and, and that's it. You know, it's, it's nothing like, oh yeah, like uh, like you're so sexy, like you know, nothing like that. Almost you're so sexy, and this is this is my kink. Oh God, I got a boner. Like I'm not going to be like that, you know. So um, okay, that's just that how I anyway. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's not how I, that's not how I view it. Now some people may view it like that. Some people may think, you know, oh yeah, like I'm just because I've I've heard stories like of session wrestlers talking about how some guys are just very creepy and disgusting. Like they they try to make a move. Like I've heard stories about that of session wrestlers saying. Oh yeah. Well, session wrestling is is that's a complete other ball yeah. of oh. fucking madness that we're eventually <laughs> we're gonna i do want to get i'll i probably uh, in the future will get a couple of um extremely popular session wrestlers to to sit in and, and kind of share some war stories but i've heard some yeah there's there's been for the most part uh most of those guys are really good people but there's been some some bad apples man um yep. all right so um the next thing we're going to talk about we can start kind of winding it down is um what makes to you, uh, in terms of female wrestling, or sorry, in terms of female wrestlers, uh, how would you describe the perfect wrestler? You know, and uh, let's let's go with classifications here. So, how would you describe, like for example, the perfect jobber? The perfect Sarah. jobber. <laughs> <laughs> that he said they did. He said that in art yeah. The perfect jobber in my eyes. Um, gosh, I would. Man, that's like asking me to to pick my favorite child. <laughs> um, there's, so many good, <laughs> there's so many good jobs. Sparrow's a good one. Uh, I'm going to have to say uh, Sumiko. Yeah, I'd have to say. I mean, she's not – she wins a lot, but when she's a jobber, she's a perfect jobber. By the oh, so what is it, and so what is it about her that, that – you know, sparks that in you. What is well, it? Is it, well, is it physique? Is it look? Is it yeah. facial reactions? Is it all, you know, all the above? Attitude, <laughs> all of it, everything. Her, her stunning yeah. body, her stunning body, um, her character, her personality. Because you know, just seems very down to earth. Um, you know, 
the 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 vibe she gives off like she like you said in uh with slim the other night she can give off like a baby face but she's gonna kick your ass vibe but she can also give that vibe like oh shit i'm getting my ass kicked like that's what i like about her and her like again like her physique and her stunning body and everything about her and obviously the way she sells being ko'd uh especially when she's limp i think is just the perfect jobber uh, when she is a jobber, you know, for example, when she was fighting awesome Kong, uh, I, I think she, she put a, I think it was pressure point on her. And as she was passing out, she was so limp. And I just, I was like, she's the perfect jobber. Like the way she was going limp, the way she was passing out and the way awesome Kong was like ragdolling her around. I was like, well, that was like the perfect storm right there. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those moments where I was filming and I'm like, can you just shoot me right now? Because I think, I think this is it. I think this is about as good as it's going to get. And I, I remember I was like, told my wife, I'm like, I love you and everything, but I'm just, I'm about to film Awesome Kong versus Sapphire and I, I might need some medication. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would say Samigo, yeah. She's, uh, in my yeah. eyes, would be a perfect jobber. So what about a perfect heel for you? And then I'm going to switch the, the, uh, the question over to Slim as well. Perfect heel? Uh, I'd have to say... Uh, that's a tough one. Sumiko. Um, <laughs> well, I no. should do a Sumiko versus Sumiko match. I mean, it is because like for, like Sumiko is like the best overall any role person you can you can find. I feel like uh, like the, like there's a few people that go up there. Like it's like her and Becca and um, Stella from Defeated. It's just like these girls could do heel, jobber, anything in between, and just home run it every single time. I think a perfect heel would probably be Sapphire. I like her. I like the. I like her attitude and the way she is when she's when she's being heel. Like every like the trash talking and everything, and um, uh, uh, her, 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 you know, her little jo- you know joke she puts in there sometimes. Um, I don't. Know, I I would say she's the perfect female a uh, heel. Uh, and, so and, and so, it, so uh, the same question. Uh, what is it about her? her phys- that, yeah, what physique, is it? physique, stunning body. Uh, you know, again, like she's just got that likable heel personality where you love to hate her. I would say <laughs> that's what I would I, say. I feel like anybody who's uh, who could talk some decent trash. Continue and, uh, talking, Slim. I'm gonna I'm gonna do remote. I just gotta do a bio break. But continue uh, talking to DJ. <laughs> No, go ahead. Right. Keep going, man. I can still hear. I got my little headset on. Go for it. As long as you can't hear me piss. You have a tiny bladder, bro. Come on now. Um, the, <laughs> I feel like uh, any girl that could throw around a, guy, a girl that's smaller than her or at least have the strength to move a girl around and talk to some trash is usually a good heel. Uh, yeah. I, feel like there's, I feel like there's lots of those. Um, you know, because like, like Sapphire is great and Tiny is great and, and uh, Sumiko is great, but like I've even seen Sparrow play heel, and I think she's hilarious. She's not the yeah. strongest one around, but she's a fun heel to watch because she says some dumb shit, and it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, um, and Spar- Sparrow is adorable. I mean, she really is, and she's just got that that down to earth personality too. Yeah. The thing about me, the thing about me is like, I, I, I anyone as long as they are just adorable and they seem like they have that down to earth personality, they already win. Like my, uh, uh, they already win the the perfect uh, jobber. Now Sparrow. I mean, I always look at Samiko as the perfect jobber, but Sparrow is up there. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I have so many jobbers that I love anyway. Like, uh, you see from my reviews, I'm like, oh, that's the one for favorites list. I have so many favorites. 
already that it's just like they're all on already from like Carrie Spectrum uh, to Kalo Bay to Callie Logan. I mean, these are all my favorites already. Yeah, Carrie uh, Spectrum's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, she's another one that's up there too. Carrie Spectrum's a very good, a very good jobber when she's, yeah, she's knocked out. Exactly. I, I don't know. The limp, like, when she's limp, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. fucking stunned, like, how good she is when she's, like, being limp. Like, I yeah, saw one. She's, was she's a, video. Kind of a, a thick girl, I think is wrong word, yeah. but she's athletic built. Like, she's she's no weakling. Yeah. But it's great to see her uh, play the jobber. Yeah, I, I watched a video uh, of her website. It was, um, I forgot the name. I, it was where she was wrestling um, somebody, and, and this guy, he knocked her out with a sleeper hold, and he started he started stripping her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he started, you know, you know, kissing her and things like that. And uh, that's another thing I like, too. Of the Sleepy KO too, like I like a lot of the ones where they, it doesn't even necessarily be wrestling. It could be just like a nice stick to the head, and they faint, and then they just play with their limp body and, and carry yeah. them and things like that. That's another thing I I should have brought up too. Like I've I well, I mentioned that, that earlier, and you said um because I asked like could you, could you does it have to be pro wrestling or can it be something a little more? Oh, I am so sorry. I'm I am so <laughs> sorry. I must have. Oh no no no! I mean I I'm I, I it's totally fine. Oh, it's boy. just uh, straighten it out now. Yeah, no, because I was yeah, no, because I said you know like a Cora video or just someone getting bonked and then you know getting played with. But yeah, I, I figure because you did mention ragdolling, you know, was a huge yeah. part of it for you that, that that could be a thing as well. Yeah, the chloroform. Yeah, I like the chloroform too. The chloroform. But yeah, I am mostly a fan of the of the, uh, the pro style thing. But if there is a video of where they just get bonked on the head with something and they do like a uh and they faint. I can I can go for that too. Like, uh, as long as there's knockouts, I'm there. Um, oh, I am. So, uh, so slim. Uh, mm-hmm. What what makes a perfect jobber for you? Um, I think it's a little bit of like, I'm basically trying to trying to trying to describe Sparrow for you. It's basically like she's got to be like kind of cute and almost little and. And kind of helpless in a way. Uh, I'm not say helpless, uh, but like it's easy to see her uh, be dominated by almost anybody because she's like a smaller stature, or at least seems to be that way. Um, and then also just being able to like self really goofy. Uh, you know, like Sparrow's got her like her own twitching style and stuff like that, where she's like basically being electrified the entire time. Uh, <laughs> As, like stuff like that. I don't know. It's like a definitely a combination of things, but like it seems I seem to somehow manage to bottle the things I love into a sparrow, and it just it just works out really great. So it's a mixture of her stature. So like yeah, a, it's, a it's, shorter it's, girl, tinier girl. Yeah, it's her look. It's her style. Uh, it's she definitely has the baby face. She's got yeah, the she's super cute. She's got the alt alt girl kind of look too. <laughs> her hair is pink half the time. I love that for, for some reason. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just yeah. It's and what about uh, what about heels? Uh, for heels, I feel like if you could just if you're strong enough to pick up some people and like at least do some body slams, some pile drivers, stuff like that, and then also like talk some fun some fun trash. That's, that's yeah. about all I need. Uh, See, but what's funny is them. you say that in you say that and it sounds you make it sound kind of like oh yeah you know what the, if you're able to just pick somebody up so all oh, right I make it, well because I, I feel so like hard to find a good heel like it's it's really even though i've been doing this for such a long time and i consider myself to be a pretty decent heel mm-hmm. but i'm like five foot fucking seven so I, i'm not <laughs> you know i can i can i always play the yeah, guy well, who's like you know like i'll defeat you because i'm wily not so much because i'm stronger 
Uh, whereas someone like Tiny is, you know, someone who's super strong, but he also knows when to say something and he knows when to not say something. Yeah, but but either either the work though for me because it's as long as like like I said, as long as you're big enough to move somebody around fairly easily, that's really about it. Like I, I like I like some fun trash talk, and I like you to be able to make the moves look good. And yeah, but the thing is, about, and that's the thing that's it's 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 so easy for a heel to go off the deep end and be annoying, you know. Yeah, it, it is, and I, I really only comes with the, with the trash talk. And I've I've really only seen like there's like two there's two ends to the spectrum. There's those who don't say anything, and then there's those who say just too much randomness. And it, and it's for me to get to be the too much thing, you have to go like really far off the off the ledge. Because I know people who don't like like almost any trash talking, or like or. It, they're really quickly turned off by the trash talking, but I, like I can go pretty far into the distance of trash talking. Like you can talk a lot of trash, but until like a very certain line where you just like, Mike, okay, now you're talking too much. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it seems like we're all on the same page with that one. Yeah. Um, uh, biggest pet peeves when it comes to, uh, to videos. Biggest pet peeve. Um, <laughs> if there is, if I ever see a video, and I'll even explain this to you know future models or future friends, even if they're new to it. Absolutely no smiling while being knocked out. If I see just a little grin, I will say cut, <laughs> cut. Like I can't, I don't know why it bothers me so much. But when I see them smiling while they're knocked out, I'm like, <laughs> it, it, it's. I'm not getting mad at them. It's something personal. It's just that if you're knocked the fuck out, you're not gonna smile if you're knocked out. <laughs> so. <laughs> That gets to me. I, I don't. That is that is my biggest pet peeve. I do stop not. Stop smiling. Like, ain't funny. Yeah. Stop <laughs> smiling. Yeah. I mean, my coach, my wrestling coach, used to say that all, all the time. Stop smiling. Stop smiling. Like, I mean, that. I mean, I guess I. It's not that I'm like uh, gonna yell him for it. I just will say, please don't smile. <laughs> like, I just. I. This is one of my pet peeves. I don't like when people are smiling while knocked out, or I don't even like when they're smiling when they're they're getting beat up. I mean, no one's yeah. gonna smile when they're getting beat up. So that would those that's my pet peeves. The smiling while in it, but I, th- I don't think I can think of that many other pet peeves. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really like this, like smiling for, like at least uh, for for the knockout stuff like that. Although I do kind of find it funny when I see like smiles get snuck in or somebody trying to hold back a smile. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. kind of Jamie, because I think I caught Sparrow in a smile in a video I was watching the other day. I think it was one of the tiny videos where, like, he was squeezing her face, and then as soon as he let go, she smiled for like a half second, and <laughs> and then it took, and it son of a bitch, <laughs> you messed it up, sleepy. <laughs> oh, dude, no, seriously, that's one of the things, and it's hard uh, to to really catch those because you are looking through a you know you're looking through a, a screen the size yeah. of you know it's, yeah it's, and it was so quick too it was just like like just the second he let go she was still smiling for a heartbeat <laughs> and, and i had to catch i've seen that video a hundred times i've only, I only noticed that yesterday so it's like it's okay well yeah <laughs> like that's that's another like um that's that's the the thing that I, that's just that's just my main pet peeve is don't smile while being KO'd. And, I mean, and again, if they they fuck up and they smile, I'll just say cut. No big deal. I'm not gonna yeah, like not, yell. Not a big deal. Yeah, I'm not gonna yell like a wrestling coach and be like, no, stop, stop smiling. Like I'm not gonna yell. I, I, that's something I don't agree with. I don't agree with like yelling at someone if they fuck something up. If they yeah, fuck no, something not, up, not move on. There's no need to yell at somebody for fucking up. You know, and that's not like a diss to my my former wrestling coach. He's, he was fucking awesome. It's just I never understood why coach wrestling coaches or coaches in general felt the need to yell at somebody 
when they're not getting something. I just never understood that. Like, I just don't agree with yelling. That's all. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, Look, that's something that goes into production styles as well. I mean, there's, um, I, I've never encountered anybody who yells at their models, which is nice. Uh, yeah. I don't think you need to, not, not in this business. Well, no, there's one person who I've heard stories about, but I think, I think, I think he's, he's mellowed out a little bit over the years. Hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, there was one person I heard that, that would stomp his feet and yell at the girls like, how, why are you, why, how could you not get this? What, what's wrong with you? You know, shit oh, like that. God. Yeah, yeah I don't like that. It's, it's, it turns the situation to such an uncomfortable feeling so quickly. You're just like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Yeah, that's like the, that's like what most, most of the coaches in WWE, I've seen so many videos where, where they, they slam on the mat. I'm like, no, do it again. And I mean it. You better get it right this time. I'm just like, there's no sense in that. That makes people lose passion if you ask me. Yeah, I know. So, it, seems to work, it seems to work in sports. It just doesn't really work when filming. Yeah, <laughs> I just – yeah, I mean, if they want to uh, – me personally, I'm not, I'll never yell at a woman for screwing up. If they screw up and say, it's no big deal, no. we'll do it again, that's fine. I mean, the only time I'll get frustrated is if, like, they're being very difficult to work with. That's the only time. But not, you know, they screw yeah. something up, big deal. Oh, it's, it's like my grandma used to say, you can catch more flies with honey than being a fucking asshole. So <laughs> – <laughs> That that's a saying. That's exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, but yeah. So um, it's where do you see um, where do you see the future of wrestling? Because uh, I I feel like technology and the internet is uh, is going you know at such a I mean it's evolving at such a high rate uh, that it's hard to kind of imagine where we're going to be in terms of uh, entertainment in the future. I I you know I've had people beg me to do VR for example. Um, I think VR would be crazy. How yeah. cool would that be? <laughs> yeah. V- Could you imagine if they create a VR game where you actually get to like beat up one of the SKW jobbers? Oh, my goodness. That would be insane. That would be I'd, crazy. I'd put my life savings in it right now. No, but oh, it would I- be – I mean, it wouldn't be hard to, to at least do something. I, was, I spoke to my buddy Gary uh, who runs – Oh, Gary uh, would know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he does shine test zone and stuff like that, and he can set up like a you know a one eighty degree VR camera in the mat room and just have you kind of be the guy who's watching the match, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a thing where we literally have people sitting there as as I'm filming, watching the entire process, and they can just be in the room. So that's that's something I've thought about. Um, or stuff where like you're sitting there and the girls are fighting, you know, for you, where it's like, oh. You know, if you do a custom, it'll be like, oh, DJ, we want to – whoever wins this gets to go on a date with you or some shit like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be fun. I think it would be really campy and fun to do. But, like, it's I, – I don't plan on stopping this job. This is too much fun. Oh, why wouldn't yeah. you? Uh, so, yeah. DJ, are you, are you looking to get into production? Yes, absolutely. Um, are uh, we like all? I, like I said, um, I would say I would, I'm going to try to do a shoot uh, this Thursday with a lady friend of mine. Um, uh, this is her first time trying out, uh, so we're going to rehearse. Probably try to rehearse sometime before the shooting to try to get her understanding it. And, uh, yeah, and then we'll just take it from there. Uh, and I'm also going to try to get, eventually get some of the, the videos I sent to you uploaded for people to check out. Uh and I, I look forward to it. I really do. Like I'm looking forward to, to doing this. Uh, even if, if it's for, if it was forever considered just a side job and I wasn't making a living at it and I just had to work like a normal nine to five for the rest of my life, I would still do it. 
hell, I would do it for free. If it, if it meant for the rest mm -hmm. of my life, just doing it as a side thing. And I just had to work like a normal nine to five for the rest of my life. I would do it because that's how much I love it. I would do it for free. Like seriously. I mean, that's how much I love it. I would do it for free. It would be charity work. Right? That's how much I love it. Oh, there's the old saying, uh, if you're good at something, never do it for free. And it seems like I, you, I would, you would probably do really well at it because much like certain other producers that I've known, um, you know, you, you definitely have a passion for it. And that's, I think, when someone asked me like uh, recently, they were like, well, what makes a good fetish producer? I, uh, I just said, like, you have to like it. You have to, yeah. you have to like it a little bit, even if it's just like maybe yeah. you're, if you're not a, if you're not a particular fan of the kink, but you still like the pizzazz, you still like the show business side of it where it's like, we're creating a thing, we're making it flashy and fun. Mm -hmm. You could still be a good producer. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, you have to at least understand it because there's, there's some producers out there who do so many different kinks yet. They, they get what each kink like represents or what the person who's into the kink looks for. And they nail it for all of these like hundreds, of, I feel like hundreds of different styles, and they do them all, and they satisfy all the customers that they're that they're looking for because they understand what the kink is about. Yeah, I think that's um, the most important part. I'm just like I'm very uh, I get excited when I talk about like when I think of scripts and I imagine like you know wrestling somebody <laughs> I get very excited and like like that's how you can tell it's passion when you get excited about it. Oh, and, yeah. I, I, like, it, it I love writing scripts. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the best thing, writing it's, scripts. In fact, it's, it's really funny because I love writing scripts, but I hate writing descriptions. Is that weird? <laughs> no. Well, no, the thing is I love writing the scripts I, and obviously love the wrestling, but I think the best part is the editing, you know, putting everything together and, you know, trimming everything and, and mm -hmm. putting the intro in and the, and the special effects. Like say, if you add like a punch sound effect, you add that in there. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's great to see what you can do with your own creativity uh, in editing. That's what I, that's, that's another reason I love it. Yeah. I'm a huge fan I, of filming and editing. I'm with you on the punch sound effects too. I don't even know why. It's just like something about setting that timing up and just making it perfect. And then like, I know watching yeah. it back and seeing that it, it works perfectly. Just doing that for some reason, you know, you know, if you do it like a hundred times, a couple times for some videos, just watching each punch sound perfect. I know it's, it's fun. I don't, it's, I, don't, it, I don't get it. And just doing it with the final product, having the final product just like with the like timing it perfectly. Like, yes, this is fucking – and it's awesome when you're editing and you're like, this is fucking perfect. This is going to be awesome. People are going to love this. Like that's – like when I was doing YouTube quite often, I would make these uh, movies. I'd make like you know horror movies like Halloween and Scream. I would you know do it by myself. And while filming it and I'm going back and looking at the footage, I was like – this doesn't look that well. And it, once I got it edited and added music and sound effects and stuff, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like it's yep. editing can really make or break a, a video. Was, and was, that's why I love it. That's why I love it because it feels like you've brought it to life when you edit it. It feels like you did that. Like you, you, oh, you know, oh, definitely. that's like what I love about it. Like I just do those Q and A videos. I'll probably do one of those again at some, at some point. Yeah. But, but I, I, I used to those Q and A videos and there's, I put so much editing effort into those things. I watched like, those. Yeah pictures sliding in and fading out and props showing up and like, I don't know. It was just a lot of steps and even like the text with the question at the bottom and yeah. I, yeah, it, I, it was a lot of work and it's a lot of fun when it comes out to the end. You're just like, look at all the stuff I did. Look how well it flows together and stuff like that. Yeah. I loved your, uh, your videos you did. I remember you did an, uh, um, 
under and over it by five uh, finger death punch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that video. Oh. Like, I love how you timed everything, like, especially when she walked away and she said, good rinse, <laughs> fuck you, and she did the middle finger, good yeah, rinse, fuck dude, you. I, like, it's so funny when I found that clip, too, because, like, I was near that part in the song, and, like, I was just kind of scanning through clips, and I saw her throw that finger up, and I was just like, fucking perfect, how the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you and she's walking that, away good that rinse, was, fuck you that was such accidental timing i was just looking for clips to find around that part and, and it was there it's perfect came out perfect yeah <laughs> but, but i always that was a that was high flat song too for me i remember that oh i always loved your um your edited videos but yeah that's always been something i mean i've always loved editing and production and filming and everything and i don't know this is something i know i felt passionate about wrestling but I think that this is more of a passion for me because it has everything that I love all in one. For one, I love to entertain people and make them smile, so I get to do that. Mm -hmm. I get to film what I love. I get to edit it, and I understand there's struggles with it. I'm not lying. I'm not saying it's an OMG perfect job. There's struggles with it. There's There's absolute struggles, but it's still something I'm passionate about. It's still something that I love, and Mm – getting to do what I love, even though there's going to be struggles, it'll be worth it at the end of the day. Because even if it gets so fucking hard, I'm doing what I like. I'm doing what I love. Yeah. I, mean, I got to keep going. Right, I got to keep sure. going. So, you know, I, starting off, it's going to be a bitch to get everything out there and, you know, get everything edited and stuff. But I feel like even though I'm using a phone camera to start off with, I feel like it's a snowball effect. So I'm using phone cameras right now. Yeah, man. I use a phone camera, and then yeah, you know, I work my way up, and I work my way up to a camera, and then if I film in hotels, great. Then maybe one day I can get my own studio, mm-hmm. you know, or, or 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 wrestle at home sometimes, or they get my own studio. It's it's a snowball effect that I look forward to doing is working my way up and getting bigger and better and better and evolving my website. Because honestly, life is about evolving. So. Mm-hmm. That's how I view this website and my passion. It's evolving, and it's getting bigger, and that's what I look forward to the most about it. And I look forward to the, the journey, the meeting new people and working with amazing producers and directors and, and uh, sharing my passion with other fans and, and producers. That is what I look forward to doing the most. Well, good. Uh, that's, that's kind of uh, where I was about 15 years ago, um, and, uh, you know, it, it worked out <laughs> and it can work out for other people as it's much as, out. as much as people like, uh, I mean like myself, my wife, like, um, like Rick and, you know, even to an extent other producers that I, well, I mean, people like Harry Spectrum yeah. and, and you have like Hannah Perez, um, to a degree, uh, double trouble, um, you know, companies that really do like, they, they put a lot of work into how their product looks and, and, and how it feels and, and it being genuine. It's amazing that it's out there now, but we could always use more, you know, there's, there's uh, I'd say 20% of the market is good product. And then the, the yeah. you know, 80% of it is just people kind of wanting to make a buck. Um, yeah. So as long I, as I feel like those yeah. who want to make a buck though, you feel those guys when mm-hmm. they, when they do your stuff and they're not really into it or don't really care about it. You you see those and you're just like yeah I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. You guys aren't you guys aren't really about my fetish or anything like that. You guys are just trying to make a buck. Oh dude, yeah. the worst thing I ever saw was um, ah, shit. I can't give too much detail, but let's just say I was in a situation <laughs> where a producer was over and uh, we were co-conspiring on a shoot, 
and I saw uh, this person go like, um, okay, well, we need a cameraman for this. And, and uh, uh, I think one of the girls in the, in the shoot was like, oh, my boyfriend can do it. And this, this guy's like sitting in the corner, slumped over his phone. I mm-hmm. uh, couldn't care less about where he was. He just wanted to get the fuck out of there. And they gave him the camera and they're like, yeah, can you film this video for us? And I'm sitting there in the corner just watching in horror at this guy who has, doesn't know how to run the camera, doesn't know how to, how to hold it, doesn't know how to move with it. Um, and they just proceeded to shoot this 30 minute clip that somebody had spent a lot of money to have produced mm-hmm. with a guy who didn't know how to frame, didn't know how to move. It was, it was terrifying. And, uh, and when I finally saw the vid caps of the final product, it looked just as bad, if not more so, than I thought it was going to look. Yeah. Mm. So people like you, I feel, are going to enrich the community and, and you know, the stuff that's out there, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get better. The more decent producers we get out there, the better it's going to get, you know? Yeah, and the, the bigger the community is going to grow, which is always good, you know? And the more people are going to tell there's people about it, you know? And and there's, I feel like there's still room too for it because like I don't feel like there's an overcrowding kind of thing or oversaturation going on yet. I feel like everybody brings in a different aspect. They bring in new talent. They bring in uh, a new feel. And I don't. I just don't feel an overcrowding or oversaturation of content yet. Even as much as I see, um, I'm still looking forward to new people, new and new videos, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like the WWE and Impact, and there's not. It's not like you know there's there's more wrestling promotions than that are you know considered like the top well, dogs. I think I think their problem with with like WWE Impact is there's not enough. There's so much talent in in pro wrestling, and they have like two places. Be like, oh, two places. Impact doesn't count because there's like AEW now, and like there's only like two places that you could go to be top stage. Yeah. And, but there's more talent than there is available spotlight. And I think that's the problem with WWE and, and Impact and TNA and, and AEW. Yeah. There needs to be more. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our podcast. <laughs> that was a really good pause there. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good point to wrap it up. We look forward to, to seeing what you contribute to the to the fetish community in terms of female combat. But also, we Thank really you. appreciate you telling you know your your story because, like I said, this this is you know I mean this this comes in waves. Like we we've got first generation fans of female combat, then we got you know myself and you know Slim, and then we have you because you're going to be the future of it. So we're really looking yep. forward to seeing what you do. Thank uh, you. But in the meantime, uh, fans, uh, you can always come to my website, check out our stuff. It's sleeperkidsworld.com for the pay-per-view stuff. It's skwpbv.com and our sister site that does more of the racy stuff, but still no titties, uh, www.sensuallysavageproductions.com. And Slim, what's your website again? Um, I am bnsupermark.com, B-N-D-A-S-U-P-A-M-A-R-K.com. I know it's a weird name, but, you know, you'll get used to it. All right. <laughs> if you're not used to it yet. <laughs> okay, DJ, is there anything you want to plug, or are you good to go? Uh, I, I don't have my website up yet, so I can't plug that. But I mean, I can plug my Twitter. It's at uh, energetic uh, underscore DJ. Uh, that's uh, my Twitter name. It's all lower caps, and it's just at energetic uh, DJ with energetic underscore in the middle of the DJ. <laughs> so all right. that's my so- username. You can find me there and give me a follow, and I'll I'll, I'll follow back. Uh, uh, I still um, still trying to follow some more people back, but I eventually follow back. It just takes me a while sometimes. But yes, I do follow back, and I try to retweet <laughs> and favorite as much as I can. 
All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, and uh, we look forward to doing more of these, um, hopefully more in person, but we still got to hold out for Corona to, to leave if that's ever going to fucking happen. Jesus. But uh, stay, uh, stay safe out there. Uh, wear your fucking masks. Don't be an asshole. Um, right. and, uh, and, yeah, we love you guys. Talk to you soon. Everyone say goodbye. Goodbye. Stay groovy. Stay groovy. Thank you.